0: can phone, Mike and Armand Joe Queez, we the ones that you can depend on To bring the voices from the inside out Locked down, but they not locked out No filter over, over here, check, check, check what we be talking about Feet up in the trenches, bop, your on defenses Metal detector before you enter. Shakey medical and see your stitches They be pushing their weight around Educate, didn't have the time to wait around Taking classes while they played around That's what we call staying down That's what we call staying down That's what we call staying down Mike, Armand Joe, ja, quiz, dang in this, 10k phone. Woo, get me hyped every time. Gang in this is Misfit Oddie, 10 can phone. We're out here with my brother, with my partner, Joe. A Rosenberg that is. What's happening, Cuddy? What's going on with you, Joe? What's up, quiz? It's good to see you, man. Thank you for introducing me. It's good to see
1: you. You got a monitor to see you, dude. You look like you're in some fresh air. Yeah, I got
2: fresh air. A lot of good things going on. Mike, how you doing
3: today? Oh, me. So, another day in the workshop, slaving away, taking those business calls in between, which is certainly it's not very safe, but uh, is some form of necessary to keep this odd dinghy afloat. Over here. Fair. Uh, Fair enough. On all of our minds is uh,
1: what have you been doing this week to get busy on some contraband?
2: Me? <laughs> yeah, Mike, you're the one that we we had a contraband episode last week. Yeah. And y- you had to leave, so we were wondering
3: on that night nice shift.
2: What contraband did you bring us this week?
0: Okay. Well. Wait, 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 wait,
2: okay. Mike.
0: What yeah. you did not know is, how, how did you bring the contraband? Because Joe said there's a specific way that you have to bring the contraband or it doesn't it count. Me.
1: <laughs> I meant to text Michael and say, but you know what, honestly, it would have been uncomfortable for both of us if I had told you the stipulation on what makes it contraband. Not only does it have to be the object, it has to be
3: brought to this place in this way, but just... Tell us, show us what you brought and how you brought it. I see. Well, I was not informed of the special way. That being said, Joe did send me a text. He was like, yo, get your contraband. And so I'm not telling y'all how it got here. It just got here. You know what I'm saying?
0: Contraband. Ooh.
3: That's what I'm saying. Ooh. I'm not telling y'all nothing. Nothing you happened. Have. I just got some stuff. You don't ask no questions. <laughs> and it we're going to be all right. Come on. So, <laughs> I, was, I was in the workshop. And I was peeping around the trash, and I was like, "Ooh, I could do some cool art on this." So, mm. I got this cool little thin piece of balsa wood,
0: Okay. right?
3: You could draw on this.
0: It wasn't bought for that purpose, so yes, that is most definitely contraband. Right, oh, contraband. Uh-huh. This was in the
3: trash. Pulled it right out of the trash.
0: Contraband. And
3: uh, so wait, wait, what would you have? You done anything with the balsa wood, or is it just balsa wood? I mean, it's just balsa wood right now.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> that is honestly, though, that's I don't know. I feel like our listeners are going to be unimpressed. Like balsa wood, right? I want to tell you the the, the odd piece of paper could get you written up for contraband. Written up. Yeah. Like a piece of paper slipped under a door. Or um, I remember one guy actually got written up for contraband because a piece of paper did go under his door and they, Uh, Assumed it was gambling paraphernalia. So, balsa wood could be, you know, construed into anything.
0: I have here contraband that was taken from Arts and Social. Okay, tell us us a little bit. What is that? His notebook. That is a collage. collage. That is a collage that I made when I first got into Arts and Social with Joe Rosenberger, that is contraband why is that contraband
1: i would love to hear actually like i mean again this is just that's just an expression it's
3: just a casual
0: it is contraband because it is ripped newspaper clippings
3: Ripped newspaper what do you mean that's contraband
0: not even newspaper magazine
3: you're just making a collage over there
0: yeah contraband what you call a collage we call contraband
3: what why is the collage contraband
0: well, yeah, explain that. Tape.
3: Why why is the
2: collage
3: yeah,
0: contraband? Man. Let me break down the levels of contraband. One oh, and just so really? just
3: so you know, because because quiz is holding something up, that we can see it. There's dollar signs on it. There's a there's American flag upside down. It says disasters, it says pain, there's a gun on it, it says day and night. Got yes.
0: people on there. People that's homeless, and then somebody that's a rapper. Whoa. With dress both sides of me i'm so homeless within myself but the levels of contraband the ripped magazine contraband within itself so every little piece of paper on there is another piece of contraband that they could write up each individual fragment yes each individual one could be marked as a new piece of contraband as its own piece of contraband a lot of pieces and then the tape yeah that's front and back tape the tape on there that that holds it together alone is contraband because we're not allowed to have tape because I don't know I don't know why but grown men can't have tape see that brings me to my contraband number
3: two I was just over in the postal region of the prison and (laughs) number two tape dispenser with tape contraband I, and I
1: I do want the audience to know also that uh the dispenser with the tape is probably a few
3: extra bags of coffee. And I hate to say that because it sounds it you say it worth I, a couple bags of coffee. Is that what you said? Oh, yeah, you could you would get a Whoa, couple get, bags of coffee? I didn't yeah. even know you were using moving pounds in there. I just heard shots of coffee.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Sometimes bags you move of in coffee? The bag. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I hate to say what it. does this
3: mean? You can even get bags
1: of coffee? I hate to say it. Well, first of all, it's to call it a bag of coffee and think of what you get at fred meyers
3: but i'm thinking
1: no it is it is freeze dried instant coffee but that's besides the point that is actually the opposite of contraband is all you're allowed to have <laughs> but i hate to say it like that because it does sound like such a small thing and it's really actually valued so heavily in there and this brings me to the contraband i brought to show you guys today
3: Whoa. joe what you got for us what are I you made, showing us? Describe it with your eyeballs and your mouth.
1: Okay. With my <laughs> this is a tattoo machine I made today. It has a motor I pulled out of a CD player. She wired, I wired it with uh, wires from headphones and cut a pen in half and made a candle and melted the plastic tube from the hold top. On, hold on. Made a candle. What does that mean? Well, like, I'm gonna be honest with you, and I'm gonna be honest with the listeners. I did not make a candle. I was talking as if this was done in the in prison where they make candles. I use an actual wax candle, but in prison you have to run a wick with a teabag string as a tea teabag string through a jar of oil, a baby what? oil or
3: something. What? Start from the beginning. I mean, the beginning. So hold on. You're making candles in there? Yes. Yeah. And then
1: well the candle does a few things. Not only do you use the candle to melt the barrel from uh, inside the pen to form perfectly to your needle, as you see here. Whoa. But then you, then you put a paper bag over the candle and yep. all, the, all the soot collects on the bag overnight, and you scrape it out with a razor, and that's how you make your ink. That's not how I made ink here, because it's a mess. It gets soot everywhere. Whoa. People Whoa. Get soot, Whoa. Get soot on their walls. I care about getting soot where I live in my apartment, so I didn't do that.
3: <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, yeah. I was actually, you know, people talk about smoking stuff in prison all the time. I'm like, how do you have, like, I know about the lighter, which is like, what is it? A battery and uh, a brick or yeah. something?
0: Two uh, batteries, two batteries, batteries? two, batteries, yeah. two so double up batteries and, and a string of Brillo.
3: Brillo. Yeah. So that's the prison lighter. And so I'm like, okay, you can light stuff, but like, how do you smoke something? And like, no one
0: is like, hey, that's smoke. Well, they do know. Um, if if you got a one shooter, then that's the aluminum foil wrapped up into like a pipe form um, object, and you put the little bit of um marijuana in the tip of it, and you just it's one hit. It's one hit. Um, to be honest with you, there's there's lighters like a mug in there. <clears throat> Most and, of the time. and and Most it's of like the- with, with with
2: cigarettes, you kind of get your chance. You light it up with your little burlow and 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 battery combo and you walk the track and uh you know i mean you hope nothing happens that's what you do
0: facts interesting Um, so if you if you're hold on mike if you're smoking on the dorm one of the techniques slash tricks is uh you have somebody burn popcorn because then when you burn popcorn, you feel me it's going to overpower. The popcorn you.
2: effect! <laughs> the
3: popcorn effect!
0: Shout out so, to the stoners.
3: <laughs> legal crowd control. I like that. It's not contraband, That's... but it's like to to flounce out the contraband. That's... So, so Joe, with the candle, how are you just collecting soot? Like, how are you just leaving a flame undetected collecting soot for Excellent time. God.
1: So I didn't. I really didn't expect to like. I didn't think *Contraband* would be so wound in with the actual architecture. Like there are, I don't know. There are more crafty ways of collecting the lighting candles, but try to use your imagination about.
3: Yeah, sure, sure. About that, because I'm not gonna. No, I mean I think that's good. Also, that we're like not ruining it for everyone, but it just is really kind of like. I mean, it's funny because when you watch the prison shows, they're like, "Oh, look, there's a knife under the pillow," yeah, and man. and then a lot of times they're just like, "There's nothing in here," and so I'm just like, "Where the fuck is all this sh- actually, though?" That is like it so, exists. So anyway, so I feel like my curiosity has been sated. You can you can keep describing your tattoo machine. I don't. I mean, well, you can also tell me things. I just you. Like, let's you just
0: get. get go ahead, go ahead. Sometimes I'll be too real to be famous. Well, <laughs> get famous over here. Over here. <laughs> because like we just need to be real. Like the police ain't watching this, the CEOs ain't watching this. this for the streets. Understand, like, you gotta understand the human Louis bag. You feel me? You gotta understand your yo your, your human pockets, which I never was able to get in tune with, but like them dudes is sticking ounces of tobacco in their ass, you feel me, and getting it in prison. Oh like I'm God. talking about ounces in you their feel butt. Me? Yeah, in their in, the, in, in their, their butt. So ain't but no cavity.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like very that's a common comical discourse on on films right so and Al, I mean, well, how tell me more like where is it going like how does it get out like let's go
0: no get so li- that li- tobacco
3: li- out your butthole all up in this show whoa have you had to whoa. never mind <laughs>
0: never mind <laughs> you,
3: know you know what i hate to say it
1: look this is going to sound bad i can answer these questions okay I was on outside work crew, and I, look, yeah. I have to say now, I did not, I'm not building up to tell the listeners that I put things in my. Yeah, you even if do, I did. Suitcase. No, no, even if I did, I couldn't admit it because that's a crime. Put that drug
2: so, in your trunk. Be honest no, with them. You're free now.
1: No, no, no. I would, I wouldn't even admit that if it happened. The point is, I was on the outside work crew, and it was actually a very common topic for people. Everyone, like, even though, like, homosexuality is so taboo, and the thought of another man's ass it usually yeah. sends people reeling. When we get to outside work crew, everyone is thrilled to discuss things that they get in their ass to bring back and give to their friends. And so, so
0: I mean- Let's, let's tell please. the like usually the ones who don't have money, the ones who don't have the outside help, um, those are the guys that the bigger guys are sending on work crew. Like you literally get keep people out of trouble, make them get on work, not make, have them get on work crew for the what purpose of mean? going to pick up your packages.
3: What does work crew mean?
0: Outside work crew means you wake up every morning and you are one of the few that actually go out to the community and do yard work, landscaping, work at schools, um, read you know, anything that the prisons, usually minimum custody prisons have contracts with outside entities. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, you
2: you get the highway work, facts. the
0: uh, different Just types, of, yeah, all that stuff. So think about this, Mike. When you work in the highway, you could think of like, okay, say me and Joe. I'm the dude on the inside. Joe's on the work crew. I asked Joe like, where where did y'all stop at when y'all was cleaning the highway? And we stopped at Mallmarker marker twenty. I could strategically get on the phone and have my folks drive on that freeway and throw a McDonald's bag out at Mallmarker marker twenty two. And when they walk them two miles cleaning up the freeway, that McDonald bag will be there.
1: You know, it's really funny though, that you're talking about, like they said it was about contraband and we're talking about work in prison and outside workers. And like, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. I and mean, for specifically, for some reason, Mike, Michael, I'm interested in what you have to say about how work and contraband are related and somehow one relies on the other.
3: I definitely feel like it can unpack that, but I am curious what, exactly what you mean. When you say work and contraband, you mean like what Queez is explaining, or?
1: Yeah, so like uh, work enabled contraband, but like contraband was only a thing. Work was only, like people only go to that job because of the demand and the idea of contraband, getting it. I so mean, like both support, you know, they're not because of each other.
3: I mean, some of what you're explaining is like as we're talking about it, I'm learning it, right? Like, yeah, I was in the as Queez was talking was like, like the whole time I'm just, and in my experience right, of coming in, they're always talking to you like, yo, don't bring stuff. And there's like, I brought mad stuff inside and for the legal ease, stuff I was allowed to bring in and I brought it out, you know what I mean? And there was like this slightly precarious zone, but usually always like, you know, when we are bringing Justin's art out or something, and like, we talked to the guard and they're like, yeah, get this out of here or whatever. You know, it was like, it was all a lot of, and that's interesting because of that, because like, it was also a weird superpower. It's like, hey, we made a bunch of street art in here. Like, now we need you to get it out. And I'm like, cool, I'll strap it to the top of my car. Like, X, X. because of the situation. And that's like, again, the birth of this show was like some form of illicit material that was, and remains in and out of the prison but there's still it's still under bondage in some ways and i think that is i mean when you're talking about work again so to again part of what you're asking i think remains elusive to me and i'm learning it but the through my own lens me doing work inside and some of like the origin stories of art and social and like contraband was around answers without words which I'm not exact, I think that all predates you, but is that big photo installation that was above like the CIO or whatever. And um, it was like photos that artists around the world took of questions that dudes inside wrote and they answered with the photo. And then the person, the photographer would send questions and they would answer with photos. But the original idea came from that because like Anka was in the prison and had people write some stuff on paper and then like just took the paper out and then was like at a bar or something it was like look at these cool questions and then they were like looking at the paper and like wait a minute this is contraband because we're like not supposed to be like passing stuff in and out of the prison and so in the art and social practice we like were thinking about so like that's our work right and we're dealing with some form of contraband and we're moving it in and out of the prison even though it's like allowed or something or being permitted by the organization there is this like superpower where we're doing a thing that other people cannot do but I was also thinking about how like and it seems like part of your question but thinking about guys who work inside and like certain guys get certain jobs because they have access to like the kitchen or a workshop or certain things that then even sometimes with permission like you know One of our dudes being on the graffiti, like the inside painting crew, but they had access to this paint box and the certain tools, and so they can do the thing that they're interested in. So is that what you're asking about? Well,
1: I wish. You actually uh, brought up you brought up a lot of things that made me think of a lot of other things, because I was only talking about how like the job of outside work crew supported the income, like the incoming contribution. But contraband, like people only got the job, like the the, the job was only there, because people only would only do it if there was a possibility of getting that. Like, most of people didn't wanna do the outside work crew. You had people that got on it to get contraband and their friends would join to help bring the, bring it back. Hmm. And so like, you know, there would be less demand for work if there was no possibility of contraband. And of course, if there was no work, there would be no contraband. But you brought up things about like, you know, like the kitchen job. People, like there's contraband that, I hate saying contraband because it makes it sound like a, I don't know, like something that people, that's, that isn't people doing it, but it is. It's actually like livelihood. It's people's livelihood. People get a job in the kitchen and like their, their job in the kitchen not only pays them, I say, not only, it only pays them like 30 to $40 a month.
2: 28 bucks
1: yeah so they support themselves actually on what they can get out of the kitchen and trade to other people right right which of course is contraband but like their job in the kitchen isn't about the paycheck or their sure. job their job in the as a clerk in the education office isn't about the paycheck it's about all the favor that they earn or the uh where they can get their hands
3: the form of power that they have i mean it's very fascinating that you're bringing this up because it does call this really interesting thing into the into question both that the system is designed in a way where the only way to survive is to create is to do more illicit acts Mm -hmm. um but also that like even us referring to it as contraband like admonishes the action even though it is a form of survival and necessity and i wanted to like call out also that I think the obsession with contraband in our world or our shared world, not, and to the listener, our shared shared world being like art and prison stuff was because there was such a romanticism around contraband through the artist's gaze. And that like was envisioning and almost we were like staying away from it, but part of it that even inspired it was that they made drawings and it was like a cop getting his head beat in or something. And then the guards took it down and it was like referred to as contraband. And we are like, we should do a show about contraband. And that's when it kind of like, we started to really blow up that topic. Um, But yeah, it's really fascinating that by continuing to like really enforce it as that we are like also in a way, yeah, like not, Almost disrespecting like the intention behind the reason for people doing it. Well, I mean
2: contraband. That's the thing about the word contraband and in in what it alludes to. It can it allude to so much. So, like for example, I was a tutor until I got fired. <laughs> I got fired from a prison job for not showing up at time <laughs> <know> from <laughs> tut- tutoring people, but. One of the illicit contrabands I would do is I would be able to go into the educational office and get sharpies. You know, I mean, silver, gold, different types of. Sh- uh, there we go, black sharpies, blue sharpies, and I would be able to sell those different pieces of sharpies for money, two fifty each. You know, a pop ticket each. But that is the same word, contraband, that is the same as drugs in your apple or um, right, right, whatever other contraband you may think of. So it's like contraband has such a wide
3: range of what it can be. Totally. And that's, I mean, it's interesting when the there was both the challenge of uh bringing contraband as well as maybe how i got it here that being said like i actually know what genuine contraband is through this conversation that we kind of got into about things that would be considered contraband that are so obnoxiously on the line of what would or should not which i don't again know what you spoke about last session but kind of the fascination was like empty peanut butter jar full of jelly beans, contraband. Contraband. A container with not its original contents, contraband. Um, Contraband. Let's see what I brought for that. Um, I brought this piece of contraband, empty LaCroix can. Whoa. I mean, hold on,
1: wait a second. Even if it was full, you're, you're, you're still... Way out of bounds for having that.
3: But this one (laughs) is empty.
1: empty. (laughs) I guess that makes it worse. (laughs) Worse, Queez, what do you got going on, man? What What are you? I mean, I feel like you've been quiet, but I want to hear what you have to say about contraband.
0: Um, do you want the truth? Always, always watered down. I want to talk about real contraband. I want to talk about. Yeah, but y'all on to something here.
2: No, tell, tell <laughs> us. What, what do you want to talk about, bro? Tell us, bro. No, y'all we are, have one chance to be honest. Be listen,
0: honest. Y'all are on point so much, and Michael brought up so many great points. Um, Sometimes less voices are enough. Like, y'all going to get to it, and uh, there's no need well, to rush. Like, actually, y'all getting around to every piece. Y'all getting around to every piece of contraband and how it's looked at in so many different angles. You feel me? So, like, I just be just like... I just be like, I seen, I just seen a different way. You feel me? Like I seen a different way from you, Joe, and you are my, like, my time was different. My experiences was different. My, my like, it was just different for me. And I would just, the message I would try to get across or the knowledge that I would try to get across because people tend the contraband is, is deemed as something bad, no matter, like just the word contraband is deemed as something wrong that's not supposed to be altered or bad when really contraband is a way of life, contraband is a way, like you said, livelihood. There are some who will not survive unless they have a sense of contraband during their time or they will not make it. And then come all the way down to pills. Some they give people pills who don't need them, who turn around and sell them to the ones who do. But it's just like the black market. Like, how am I in prison? You know, I need these certain medicines, but you're denying me for whatever reason. But you'll turn around and get these same exact medicines to this other dude who don't need them at all. And in turn, sell them to me anyway. So I still need contraband to get my medicine to buy the medicine that y'all are refusing to give me. Right. I just feel like this shit gets so much deeper. You feel me? Like it's a power struggle. It's toxic masculinity. It's so many things that line up with contraband. And I just feel like we're not talking about that. I feel like we were talking about some He's- kindergarten. No,
2: exactly. We, we, like the kindergarten, shit, like, like Sharpies, this and that is
0: different than like. Well, no, not even, not even that because that was your way of living. It's not the fact of what contraband is. It's the mindset behind well, why people are so heavy into contraband and why contraband is such a. Bring us there. The things. Things. Yeah. Talk, well, listen, talk listen, about listen. chicken, chicken pills, bro. Talk well, about it. It's not even an act of contraband. It is working in DOC for. $20 a month and then being expected to live off of that. When they charge you $5 for getting the DR, they're gonna charge you another $7 for whatever you are. You feel me like What's it's, a just, it's a capitalist world in there. And it's like, you have to become capitalistic in order to make it. And the only way for you to do that is to be engaged in some form. Cause I done seen some of the, um, what we call squares. And I just call some of the most uh, straight laced dudes come in there and literally they get drawn into one part of the contraband world and then another just trying to survive. You know, I spoke upon um, on one of my own incidents that we spoke upon um, reoffenders and how people always attend that if I'm a reoffender, I'm just some monster bad dude. But like if I'm reoffending because I'm just in a position where I just can't score and I mm-hmm. can't make it. So I make a decision and I land back in there. For me personally, my daddy died when I was 11 years old, so I've always been the one to pay the bills. I've always been the one to step up and at least take that chance. Like, my mom ain't going to struggle. Like, nobody I'm with is going to struggle if I got breath in my in my lungs, you feel me? So I would take that chance to become a reoffender than just sit back and allow my family to drown or allow, you feel me? Like, I, that's just how my mind works. So same thing with contraband. Like, I'd rather get caught with contraband to make it in here than to be, you know, bare knuckle, wide around the mouth, trying to figure something out because that's when you create theft. You, you create, you know when you take from somebody and they have nothing, you know, they gonna get it. So it's like, you either get into the contraband world and you and, and you, you find your niche, like a dude who doesn't have anything, but is okay with sticking tobacco in his butt could literally, you know, make it in prison because you're gonna get a percentage of everything. You feel me? We look at them dudes and laugh like, oh, he's a this and he's a that, he's a that. But like without it, what would he have? And doing that, and like Joe said, getting the, the outside work through job, like, it's so deep, like mother literally campaign on the yard about who's gonna get them jobs. Because I need to know, like, when you go out right to work, I need, I need my eyes, you feel me? I need you out there, I need you, cause I know you can stuff the most. He cool, but he really can't stuff that much. And like, it's <laughs> so strategically placed that people are placed on jobs for these purposes. Like, if you just think about that, like me as another, what they will call, I call adult in custody, I have the power to tell one person, nah, don't get that job, bro. You're not that's not you. But you right there, you can stick a hole. You feel me? You, 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 you are a loot, you are a, a briefcase. We need you on that job. But because I had the money and I had a product, the contraband, I could literally strategically place people where I need them throughout the prison to make my machine run. But not only just me, but everybody eat that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just think about before people hear contraband and just think. Oh, they're doing something wrong, or or oh, they're doing like it's it's sometimes not all the way that like sometimes I just don't have enough money and I don't make enough money in here to get by without having to steal, rob, and fight. Sure. So I, you hey, know, black I want guys. to say a couple of
3: things. One, I think I it's almost like an old issue. I was under the impression that prisoner was the preferred identification of people in your position because it it shines a light directly on the problematic and i was never even myself excited about adults in custody as a and for any reason yeah. what is the reason can you just quickly help me understand your choice or understanding around that well because
0: prisoner is the the it's so within prison it's a separation between convict and inmate an uh, inmate is just somebody who Have got in trouble, came to prison, and is doing their time. Straight laced, a -hmm. convict is the guy who's repeat offender in there, in all the business, all the mix, doing all the fighting, invested in all the sh. So it's the difference between uh, convict, convict
1: music. So can I just say that's that is the ostensible difference between convict and inmate? And this is the conversation we had last recording about contraband. Is that because convict and inmate are both contraband terms? Let's say that and whatever. Well, no. that's part of well, that's from what the, part but, of where
3: I'm trying to go with this is that I do think that we have the power to like shape the language we're interested yeah. in. So I am part of that's part of why I'm trying to understand what the appropriate yeah. terminology that we can shift to identify individuals facing incarceration, which I usually, uh, that's how I say it. Like I work with currently and incarcerated people or people yeah. facing incarcerated context, right? It's like on them not their fault per se
2: yeah
3: um, And then with contraband, I don't think we've come up with a term but mean to just call that out that we can begin to start to reshape our understanding right. of that for us and for our audience. So that's
0: I just brought that up to in this the, the second separation is prisoner so we will be refer to be called a prisoner. Um, an inmate, I just really don't like inmate. I don't, inmate has a bad term, a bad history, a bad, like, I'm not an inmate. Like, I don't even know what an inmate is. You feel me? Like, an inmate means you take away my first name and I'm called a number. I'm either a last name or a number. A prisoner, you just take away. I'm just here. I'm a, I'm somebody who has been, I'm somebody who has accepted the mindset of an incarcerated person. Like, I accept that I am no longer a free person, which is mentally for me. I'm not a prisoner until I mentally enslave myself or mentally imprison my mind. Cause ironically as it is, sometimes, you know, mentally you could be in prison and be the freest person there. So for I say adult in custody because it's not a stigma on it. It's just an adult that's in custody. Like it's not a a stigma yet. It's not something that they have turned into like, just think on the streets. If you say inmate, you feel me like like, whoa, you instantly you already got this thing painted on you. Same thing as if you say prisoner, prisoner seems horrible, prisoner right. actually seems worse than inmate. But in prison terms, uh, a prisoner is like you You work up to become a prisoner, you know what I'm saying? But adult in custody doesn't have a stigma. Adulting, when I talk to people, I promote adult in custody, not that I approve of it or that, you know, I'm, yeah. but it, to me, it's better than inmate or prisoner because for the new generation of us coming off them tours, we can create what adult in custody is. Like adult, at least you identify right. me as something okay. other than a number or just last name. But so you know,
3: I, I, I feel like the incarcerated, like the, the in prison industrial complex is like trying to claim the neutralness of that
1: facts. Can I just point out to you guys how struck I am by how we have gone on for so long about human beings without once calling them human beings. call them every name besides human and that's what everybody does in these conversations and i can't let it go on between us anymore because no nobody sure you what they are in prison they for whatever intents and purposes colloquially are inmates or prisoners or adults in custody but uh the whole point of us talking about it is to say they're human
2: but and joe i agree with you like we are humans we are people not just us but but Everybody, but ever, everyone within that system, but like you can't be ignorant to the fact of the. Oh, I'm not ignorant. The, no. the, I know, I don't know, to the individuals that are like, yo, I ain't no prisoner. Dog, I'm a convict. I'm a convict. I've been up in here. This is my fifth time up in here. It's I'm, called, I'm a, con-
0: con- I'm a convict. It's called brainwash. Again, it's segregation. It's separating that I have stripes in doing time. I have been called. Here's so the thing. Our,
3: <laughs> podcast,
1: our podcast is set out to undo the brainwashing that has been done against exactly. people, people who have gone to prison. So we cannot abide the same brainwashing that happens in there if we mean to undo the brainwashing that's happening outside.
3: Well, I want to say a few things. I think ultimately maybe we're all right. That being said, there's someone trying to listen to us And understand what we're saying. I understand what we're saying. They are also humans, but they're (laughs) the humans listening are different than the humans who are making this show. I guess my, I mean myself included, given that I've been in and out of prison, and the humans that may be listening from inside prison. And we want to be able to identify each group and the privileges that they have and don't have, and so we can both talk about it. But also, if we're able to use our platform for anything. Shift the conversation,
0: hmm. all right. So, I just want to say this before we go hey, man, if y'all on the inside and y'all listen, man, keep your head up, man. We are here rocking with y'all, we are here rocking for y'all, man. It's Max, me. I free, free Chris
2: Johns,
3: Queez, I will say, I they, they won't be able to watch the video, but you do the grandmother's kitchen. I got like nine shots of that in my sitting in my inbox right now, and Queez is always talking about representing the guys on the inside and after the event we had bg on the phone X. living out living out the the uh, aura so y'all are in our minds and to that end yeah and we don't need to come up with a term now and can even resume where we left off but i asked those questions specifically because queese brought up a ton of really great points and i think it really happened anyway but the first half we kind of talked about this mundane era of contraband which is important for people to understand on the outside because it is for that reason, even completely innocuous reasons, like wanting to be able to have a creative looking book or to be able to write in it, that you can wind up in receiving the same punishments on the inside of people who are leaving the prison and smuggling things inside of it. Now, you also kind of elucidated why someone may do that, for what reasons and the culture around it, And if we come up with a term for contraband that is not contraband, we can really honor those sacrifices. That being said, we don't need to spitball that term in this moment, but listener coming to you soon, new language around this. I am though curious and is like very interesting as you were starting to describe this like empire enterprise situation and then that empire enterprise situation and maybe like is obvious, it feels maybe obvious in the back of your minds, in some ways it's why I know how to ask this question. But as I come up with the curiosity, I realize the audience is probably not thinking about this. So as Queez was saying that, Queez is a young, handsome black man. And when he says, we eat, my assumption is that is other black men. And yes. to that end, as you're talking about campaigning in the yard of who's getting an outside job, they are not splitting crews by race when they sign up but the dudes inside are functioning within racialized factions and factions of other kinds and needing to politic and navigate certain economic systems within that group and i imagine in between groups but that does create a very fascinating black market economy so to speak or this again market But as you were also saying, it mirrors capitalism, and it is everywhere, and it is deeply rooted in the culture, and prisons and prison systems know that it is happening. But in some ways, that happening is in their best interest because it creates some form of harmony. However, they reserve the oppressive right to at any given time, when it inconveniences them, to crack down and to create other forms of problematic and unrest. So uh, as we fine tune our language, listeners will now understand that all of these strange and terrible intricacies are at play. But Queez really does bring up a good point that that is a way of, of eating, so to
0: speak. Also just a connection, Mike adult. And then with the contraband, when I was talking about taking a chance, right. As an adult, what do you do when, when you know food needs to be on the table? You find a job or you go take that chance. Yeah. Um, adult in custody, it feels great to be called anything other than inmate. <laughs> so like people will accept that. You feel me? But also the connection to the contraband and taking a chance. This is why I'm trying to humanize and get people and get our listeners as an adult. If my daughter is hungry and I don't got a job yet, I could put in three applications a day and hopefully wish and food will appear in my hand until I could get money to pay for it. Or I'm gonna take a chance and you know engage in contraband to feed my people, to feed my family. And it's the same thing in there as an adult, Adult in custody, if I have to eat and, and the ones around me are starving, I got to take a chance and contraband may be that chance. So don't blame me. Don't judge me. Don't look at me different because you may see me and see contraband written on my paper on my slip. Contraband is just taking a chance and chances make champions.
2: Also within the system is that there are many men that owe money. They owe some sort of restaurant like restitution some sort of money that they have to pay and guess what every single dollar that they make from their job goes straight to that payment of whatever restitution they are so they're at zero every single month no matter what the hell their job is so how do you think they're going to eat how do the yeah. f- do you think they're going to survive for their family for their people, for, for whatever,
3: I mean, for black,
2: themselves. white, native, whatever, you know,
3: that's, that's just how it goes. And some like more nuances on that is like, sometimes the crime you went in for is the reason you have that restitution. Sometimes mm-hmm. child support. So there's these other forms of money that you owed. The thing I was going to bring up is very similar situation is if you're feeding yourself inside, then your family is not spending money on you. So at a minimum, you're doing the side hustle to make up the difference so your family on the outside is not burning resources if you have them. And if you do have restitution and they take all your money and no matter that you work, you have zero. And this is like not to include guys who are trying to make a little bit of a of a pad to land on and leave with some money.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You, you then are reliant on the, the institution to feed you which means you're not buying your own food from the canteen which is how most guys inside the prison eat and having food that you didn't buy is (laughs) contraband (laughs) contraband
1: Um, (laughs) so everything you guys are talking about I mean first of all you guys have answered every question you've asked without saying it it's all about consumption and all about what's need, what is needed. So it's like Qui said, it's all about how we eat. And whether you think about it as food or not, it's how people consume things. What are you consuming? What, what interests you throughout the day? What do you need? So mm-hmm. if the needs were met, were eliminated, or contraband wouldn't happen. Contraband only exists because there is a need, a need to right. consume. Food. Food is one of the one of the most popular forms of contraband. Right? If it's traded, it's stolen because there's a need for it. People don't want to go to sleep hungry.
3: I mean, it say that like
1: prison works? wants you to be a consumer. Right. Like, like if you you can't get things unless you buy them from the commissary. If you obtain things from other people and not from commissary, it's contraband. You must consume from the established like source. Right? You are you're captive to this source. And anything else is contraband. You have to be a consumer.
3: It's it's interesting the way you just said it. I was like, oh, weird. Prisons are fascist. But it's like, duh. But, you know, also I've seen other systems, you know, as Armand mentioned, and maybe we'll do an episode on the Norway episode of the prison system in Norway that, like, they have a store and you can, like, walk around and shop in it and, like, There's no, you know, it's not like watched, you know, and no one steals. It's just by creating the in common form of respect. It's like chill. But also, what you're saying, Joe, about consumption is like, it's also, or what do you do or need? And so sometimes the contraband is just a book. Like if it's not your book, but you want to read a book, you need that. And like sometimes it's just, like we said before, a pen, because you just want to write or you want to draw. Or, like, you know, our good friend Mike or Mark likes to do toilet paper sculptures, but toilet paper, not in the form that it was meant to be used, is also contraband.
1: I just wanted to say, in, in the way of consumption and consumerism that is taught through this like, style of captivity, it's contraband also to repair the things that you own when they break. So you must go and buy more of it. And uh, this is all about need and consumerism also. I just wanted to throw that different angle out there. Well, and and,
2: and, and then building upon that in 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 Quees and Joe, please speak upon this. Explain what it is when dude runs store on the blog. So when <laughs> when when dudes when dude's in, in in the unit on the tier or whatever, and he runs store, please explain that to the people at home that might not understand that economics of it. Because that's a huge, that is a huge part of prison, of who is running store, who is running the commissary that you might not be able to get at that moment, but they can get you, they can get to you right now. So please guys, speak upon that.
0: Go ahead, Joe. First of
1: all, the story you're mentioning is just a guy who lives on your unit it was an overabundance <laughs> commissary and he feeds starving people for a hundred percent interest. <laughs> what does so that mean? You asked for the economics. That's it. The best deal you get is 50% interest. Those are the nice guys. Those are the guys that say, Oh, only one and a half. You have, if I give you a box of honey buns, you have to give me, you know, a box of honey buns and then half that value back. You know, the actual down the tier is, you know, he needs two boxes of honey buns back. Again, you are consuming cause you have this need. And then whatever you consume, you owe double. But not only do you owe double to that person, you also owe to the institution if they catch you. And this is about, this is relevant to all of our discussions in previous episodes about what is owed when you are a prisoner, right? You owe yourself, you consume, because you have to, because there is constantly a deficit within you, a need. And that is what requires you to go out and get contraband because your needs are not met in the chow hall or in the day room or in your friendships or on the yard. Or with your counselor right you need to be fulfilled somehow but then the same thing happens when you get out and your behavior is also contraband according to your po or your family members who don't understand why you have these needs so if really you want to talk about contraband and what's more than a store right because you you don't only you only owe double honey buns to the apple on your tier but the store out here the people who you borrow time from or borrow your interest from what do you owe back for that contraband and that's what we want to leave our listeners with.
3: Well, I wanted to add one thing. I had a bunch of questions, but we do have so little time. I was thinking. I wonder if we referred to "quote unquote" contraband as bread. Mm, we haven't. No, but I mean we can.
1: No, we. Oh, I okay, can. Okay. Oh, right. We're coming up with a term.
3: I mean, one of the reasons for that is like money on the streets is also referred to as bread and is also just interesting because of the conversation we were having. And I imagined it, but it makes even more sense to me that like, and, and as we've said, everyone has to eat or consume and like put food on the table or feed the family, like to just make it analogous with something that does trade hands, but is both means of means of survival. um, But we are also kind of like, trying to flatten the context for no other reason to, to, than to like reclaim the intentions behind it.
0: Me and the homies call that the pack. The pack? P-A-C-K, you feel me? Like you got the pack or the pack or, but you know, you talk about that package, you feel me? Like, you know what it is. Yeah. Or the eagle, you feel me? The contraband is the eagle. What's that mean? The eagle has landed. You feel no. me? I got it. it touched we down.
1: Didn't, I got this, it. this brings us back to the beginning where we told Michael that contraband was only contraband if you brought it in the correct way. And package actually makes sense because you have to package something to put in your pants, which is how we wanted Michael to bring his contraband without telling him. And uh, because that's how it's done. You know, you bring things back from the kitchen, it's in your pants, you package it up and you put it in your pants. Facts. But I mean, it's
3: uh, it's interesting because all those terms are also in response to like non liberatory. Like you you have to conceal it and it is in reference to what it is. We can like, what do you want to reclaim it or just use? It's endeared name. Reclaim it. And then
2: should we also, I mean, should we get real with it? Should we talk about the contraband that can come in through visits? No. I mean, because that is a, a part of this how we live, you know what I mean? You might have someone that might bring you in something. You might swallow something. You might shove it up in your Carriage, you might got to do what you got to do with it, but like you know, besides you the imagine- guards taking in, there there is contraband coming in a lot of ways. I don't know if we want to talk about it or not.
0: Could you imagine sitting across from your wife or like your girlfriend or like your kids and having to like swallow balloons?
1: I have to. Kind of. Usually, if you're in that situation, you want to. You've designed the circumstances yourself.
0: Again, sometimes it's must is is sometimes this must move. You feel me? Sometimes some you push. Sometimes you're in the corner, you're trying to get out of it. So you have to. Like if you, you gotta eat you gotta eat. You feel me? Everybody eat, B. But just think about that though. When you send across from this person from the streets that you love, just the fact that them have to bring something into you, like have you ever thought about what that do to their psyche? For one, and then two, if you got kids or if you got anybody there and you gotta like try to hurry up and sneak and you know, put it in the chip bag and then, uh, try to eat it or you feel know what I me, mean? whatever the case may be. Just think about the trauma of the people that's around you, the people the person sitting across from you, knowing what that does to you and, and making them become a part of that. Like we make the people on the streets and the people around us become a part of our contraband by having them bring it in and risk their life.
2: Yeah, facts. And and it's just like my dad, I'm I'm gonna throw this out and say hypothetically, if my dad brought in some shoes and then all of a sudden I have some shoes on. And then me and him switch shoes real quick. Bam, that's contraband right there. But guess what? I needed some Air Forces ones, and my dad didn't give a f- about walking away with some Rawlings. You know what I right. you know what I mean? So that in itself is contraband. So it's contraband, it, it just it just varies so much, but it is
0: survival. Hey, they in my ear. They in my ear. I think they said we got three. Hey. All right, hey, all right. three minutes, all right, hey, we got three minutes, man. They're in my ear, tripping. I'm, I'm finna to go to the back and get on the producers.
3: Hold on. Hold on, we got three minutes, Joe. I'll just say that it's interesting because essentially, literally everything that the prison didn't give you is contraband. But as we've spent Facts. an hour helping you understand the nuances and contexts behind it of a term in which we will future design, it gets diverse. Thank you, you guys. Who's taking us
1: out? Who wants to reveal next week's episode? Do you guys know what it is?
2: I don't know. Letters. You're the one, you're the one that
1: would the schedule Mr. <laughs> King, <bro>. hey, hey, <laughs> Mr. Joe. Tell us the schedule. What What are we
2: doing next week? Letters from
0: home. Next week's episode.
2: Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one.
0: Is what? What is next week's episode? Letters
2: from home.
0: Facts. Take us out, please.
1: Huh? Take us out of here. Get the f*** out of here with us.
0: There it is there, 10 Can Phone. <laughs> you were listening to the 10 Can Phone Podcast, where you can hear about the influence incarceration has straight from the sources. We tell the stories from the inside out. So make sure to check us out on cable community radio every first Tuesday at 10 a.m. You can also check us out on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere you love to catch your podcast. And make sure to give us a follow over at 10CanFonePodcast.com. And follow our Instagram at 10CanFonePodcast. This misfit, Adi, signing off. Hey.